Welcome to the Coalition Initiative, an authentic, thought-provoking experience allowing insight and real-time wisdom shared from the unsung heroes of modern society. All too often, we are encouraged to hinge our faith and belief in those who have been given a stage. This is a platform where leadership, accountability, and passion are presented in a joint effort to establish fellowship and community. Each guest brings something authentic and relatable to the table, allowing every one of us to walk away improved. Let us be the spearhead of revival, faith, integrity, and accountability. Join me each week as we face new challenges head on and overcome them collectively through tribal tendencies. Work hard, love harder, and keep the faith. All right, everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Coalition Initiative. Today, I am joined by my good friend, Leon Luna, who is the founder and creator of EO Boys over on Instagram. Uh, Leon and I connected, I would say, about a year or so ago on social media. Uh, and over that time, um, you know, we just created a good friendship, kind of getting to know one another on on the basis of, of hunting and, and being outdoors. That's uh, a shared passion we both have. And uh, recently, after starting this podcast, Leon has reached out to me Um just, you know, feeling inspired and gaining a lot of traction with some of the messages that are being shared here. And when he approached me and, and kind of started talking about, you know, expanding his views and and some of the things that he heard on the podcast that inspired him to want to make changes in his life. Um, I was moved and it, it really wanted me to, to get him on, on a podcast, on a show to showcase like the power of this community and what it was built to do. Um, and this is a testimony of, of everything that I created here and why I did this podcast. So Leon Luna, man, I'm glad to have you on here. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for having me. It's an yeah, honor. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you got, and you're, you're running a podcast on EO boys now, correct? Yeah. I'm just getting it started. I mean, it's nothing as good as your guys. It's going, but um, I'm working on it. It's slowly, but surely gaining followers and listeners and whatnot. So I'm trying to make something happen with it. Dude, I mean, as long as you're passionate about it, you know, and you're doing it for the right reasons and you, and you have, um, you know, a, a good intent behind it, there, it'll take off and it'll do what it, it's supposed to do. And, um, you know, I've listened, I think I listened to your first episode or the one with uh, your buddy who, who's who's big on predator hunting. Oh, yeah, it, Chad. It, it, dude, that stuff's wild, man. That's Those are some pretty cool stories. I, I know I watched your video, too. Oh, man, he's he's an animal when it comes to predator hunting that that he lives in sleeps for that i mean he's that's all he does he doesn't do any ungulate hunting at all all he does is predator hunting so and his big thing is mountain lion hunting cougars and everything and and this fall like him and i have been talking about uh, fall bear hunting so as soon as august 1st hits him and i are going up and i'm going to try and film him on a big bear that he's got on camera and hopefully we can make something happen with that but he's a diehard predator hunter yeah and so you're yeah and you you went full force too i know you've I've been watching over the last year. You really, I think you went to even like a film school, correct? And like you've been going and really trying to go hard on, on doing, uh, you know, cinematography and photography and stuff for hunting too, huh? I, I haven't gone to a film school, but I've been trying to create a lot of videos on my own, just like watching YouTube tutorials and just trying to piece together some videos. And I'm no expert by no means, but I'm definitely learning as I go. And I, I feel like every video I've created so far, I've gotten better with each one of them. So initially I started filming a hunt with my iPhone in Hawaii with my brother-in-law because we hunted some access deer for a Christmas gift that my father-in-law got us. And I was just using my iPhone filming a hunt. And I was like, dude, this, I enjoy this. I I'd like to maybe get somewhere with it and just start filming all the hunts. So, and then that's, kind of after the fact when I created EO boys and I was like, you know what? I just want to capture this for current times and future times for maybe my children in the future or just family members who want to see it throughout, throughout the world. And I mean, it's, it's something that I'm pretty passionate about and I like to continue with that. Ah, dude, I know. I love it. And that's funny. Cause I, I think a lot of us probably start the same way. I mean, I started off with my cell phone, just hunt, you know, filming elk hunts, um, mm-hmm. you know, filming stuff, going fish. And when we, you know, you start landing a big fish, all these different, these different sentiments that we carry with us. And I think about all the times growing up of the experiences I've had and how bad I wish I could just go back and relive them. And like, that's where the beauty of cinematography and photography come into play is that you're capturing like 
one of the greatest moments of your life that you can constantly relive every time you either look at it or watch it. And like, that was like so captivating to me. And I went, I went all in, like I first started off buying a cheap Sony and like within six months I was like, I'm going full frame doing this, this, and this. And like, by no means, like I'm no expert either, but I was like you just watching all these YouTube videos, just getting out, trying to take pictures of any and everything I could understanding, you know, shutter speeds, how to properly use ISO, how to shoot in manual and then, then I dove into videography and that was like mind blowingly, like it was it's a whole nother totally ball nine day. <laughs> it's so tough. It's so tough. I mean, you truly have to be, I mean, most people can take a picture and at least, you know, with post work, make it presentable, make it look clean. Where like to most common people would be like, oh, wow, it's a beautiful picture. There's no doing that with video. Like if you screw up on video, like there, there's no saving it. It just looks like garbage. And yeah, I, definitely. I, I'm, I'm my own witness to that. Cause I've watched myself, um, you know, do some videos where I started off just doing stuff with like trying to film family events, like going on trips, um, stuff like that. And like, I go back and look, even at some of my photography and I just like shake my head. I'm like, dude, but for me, it's like the sentiment, like I still captured the moment, but what was I trying to accomplish? Like I was trying to like make it look super fancy and like blew out all the colors and it had like horrible exposure. (laughs) It's just like all these, all these stupid, you know, rookie mistakes. But, and I remember like when we initially start connected with each other, like from the photos you posted then and, and we were talking photography and you having like, what was it? The a six, a 6,000 or something like that. And then you upgraded to a full frame and, and you just went full on with it. I was like, dude, that's (laughs) awesome. It's, It's, it's and then just to see like from where your your photos have come initially to now the night and day difference i mean it's you can tell you have your own style Uh, like i noticed it's like a almost more of like a darker kind of picturesque to it i don't know it's just kind of a different mood than most photos that you would see but i it's cool man Uh, you have your own style and i like that and that's what I, that's what I love, dude. And like, I'm, cause I do remember that, like when we first started talking, like I, I love, I love talking with other photographers and dudes that are pra- like passionate about it because it truly is like an art and every artist is so different. Like we look at some of like the greatest photographers that, you know, we look at as, as hunters and outdoorsmen, um, you know, untamed images that dude's phenomenal. Got Creek bed photography who just takes unreal pictures. Um, uh, and, and I mean, there's, there's name, you know, a list of names of people we can talk about but the coolest part like i always think back to fred bohm like he was probably my biggest inspiration when i started really getting into photography because like he had he has such a unique perspective on how he creates his image and his story and it's like every time you would if you could scroll as fast as you want through your feed but as soon as you saw his image you knew it was his and that's kind of like what i wanted i was like i don't want to be like anybody else but i want to be able to capture like what what i'm living you know this experience in a way that other people are like oh dude that's rev like that's for sure his work you know and, and it's cool when you can create that where a consistency in how you're presenting your story um and I, i've totally had to toy around dude like i my brother was a professional photographer for a while and like he taught me a bunch of stuff but like it was a lot of it was his style so i had to take what he learned and you know just go out and make mistakes learn how to play with lighting but the one thing that I, I really started getting into is like learning how post work. Like I try to minimize how much I do post. Like I want to try and capture the, the picture almost so perfect that I don't have to like go in and completely rework the image or the video. Um, you know, with a, I mean, unless I'm trying to like implement a certain mood or it's like for ad or, or, you know, some kind of business, but even then it's hard, man. It's hard to like perfect that skill to where you don't have to do, you have to do minimal work. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that like I've tried doing the same thing, but there's always that time where I have to go and I'm like, me personally, I like uh, quite a bit of contrast in photos just because I like seeing all those vibrant colors and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, that I would say would be my style, but everybody's different. So when I edit photos, I'll like up the contrast a little bit just because I like the way the photo just pops all the colors so i don't i don't know that's just that's what i do and i do try and minimize the amount of stuff i've got to do but it's still it's so hard to get that perfect image every time yeah it challenges you for sure like oh that's yeah the, definitely that, that's the, that's the thing that i learned is especially when you get outside i mean using natural lighting um is phenomenal but when you're in the field like especially like i've noticed when i'm fishing i can hardly ever see when i'm fishing just because of the light and you know and the reflection off the water sometimes if it's on a nice day I can hardly see, you know, 
in film what I'm actually shooting. And so I just snap a bunch and it's like, sometimes the ones that I think are garbage, I just get back to the computer and I'm like, dude, nailed it. Yeah. That's kind of how I've been too. fired up. <laughs> <laughs> you, so when I first started out, I wasn't, I didn't really know. I thought you wanted to have more sunlight and stuff like that, but it, it just blows out your image so much. Yeah. I learned that the hard way when I shot my lion because it was, I want to say it was like one, two in the afternoon when I shot it. And then we tried getting some trophy shots of it, like gripping grins. And it was so hard to get the camera set up perfectly because the sun was just so bright. Everything was blown out completely. So was that I, when there was snow on the ground too? Mm, there was a little bit of snow just left over because it was springtime. And it, it was just super bright out that Dude. day. It, it's tough. It's, it, it really is tough. And it's like, I mean, there's no perfection in, and I mean, you can't perfect nature, but it's all, you know, um, kind of a balance and you go back and you get, you perfect what you can, and then you try and mitigate what you have to fix. But that's why it's like, I always just try and make sure that, uh, you know, my shutter speeds on point, my ISO is set, you know, to, I try and run it as low as possible. Cause I hate how grainy it can make it, but that can be fixed in post. But then like aperture is obviously like kind of kind of my number one because there's nothing worse than like taking a shot and you just have like your focal point being like this tree and everything else is just kind of blurred off like yeah i either yeah, shoot yeah. wide <laughs> open or i'm shooting fully closed like spot in on something i try not to play the middle game like i love my f28 but i'll i like to open up to like an f10 like if you watch aaron snyder's photography dude he just gets those crisp open landscape wide angle shots and th i love those yeah those are awesome man so one of a guy that i really admire his photos of is steven drake that oh, dude. dude is incredible yeah. like i don't think he's taken a photo that hasn't been like on like oh man I, I i can't even describe in words how he's good phenomenal. his photos are yeah he's definitely phenomenal and he's another dude i mean he i mean there's a whole group of guys like calvin connor yeah um, yep. adam foss like a lot of the stone glacier dudes i mean like those are the guys now that i watch where i'm like oh my gosh oh dude and, and of course sly the guy that's running with uh ryan lampers oh yeah uh sly sylvester right dude that guy he is oh, incredible as well he he is so, he is such a cool dude, man. He was one of the guys when I first got a full frame that I used to talk to and I just, I blew him up with questions <laughs> and he's, I mean, he's just a humble dude. He's just like, well, I don't, I don't think I'm anything great. I just do what I like. And I'm like, yeah. dude, you are phenomenal. Like there's, there's not a lot of people that can give so much mood to their image as you can. The picture he posted of the Fox the other day blew my mind. <laughs> I was just like, every yeah. time I see his stuff, I'm like, it's not even fair, dude. Like, how are you, how are you that good? He's incredible, man. So anyways, dude, we'll, we'll get out of the rabbit hole of photography because I can talk, for, for, <laughs> talk for days about it, dude. But anyways, like, I, I, I just like I want to hear firsthand from you. So like I, you you always you, you reference the, the episode with David Wood, which that dude is a very powerful speaker. Um, David's a dude I really look up to. I just um, he I would like to say he reminds me of myself in ways that he's overcome a lot of darkness in his life to become a leader and someone that people can look up to. But I don't even, I think he would, he'd be too modest and humble to, to accept that, that compliment, but he surely does. Um, and the podcast I did with him, I think it was pretty evident how, how spiritual and powerful he is, but I'm just, I'm curious from you, like what about that episode, like touched you and really moved you to, to reach out. So, I mean, going in, I had an open mindset and then just the, the, he's just a, such a powerful speaker and everything that he was saying, I mean, it, it really makes you think and kind of take a step back and want to humble yourself a little more and be, be uh, able to criticize yourself with different things and scenarios that you're going through without your life. And just being able to want to change for the better, not only for yourself, but your family, your your kids if you have kids or a wife or any any other kind of spouse or whatever you, you have and I just I was like man that it's so moving I I know I'm not the perfect person but I'm willing to try my best to develop myself in a way that'll be good for my future children and my wife and just hearing your story and like everything you've gone through like this past year with your kids and how 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 much of a difference it's impacted your life and how you've 
completely done almost like a 180 in your spiritual life and everything that's included with that. It's like, man, that's so humbling to know that there's, there's such a, there's such, there's so much greater than ourselves. And, and I'm just moved by that. And I'd like to change in a way that that'll, I don't know. I'd like to have more, I don't even know how to say it, man. I'm just, I'm truly moved by that podcast alone and I'm willing to put in the effort to make the sacrifices needed to better myself for my wife, because I I haven't been the greatest husband throughout our our short marriage that we've had. And I I know there's room for improvement. And I, I feel like with listening to that podcast, it'll help me move in the right direction that I need to move. That's, that's, that's beautiful, dude. I mean, honestly, like in, in, in any way that, that you could, you could have said that, I mean, it comes from the heart and that's like, well, I think what touched me so much when you, when you reached out and, and sent me that text, because I mean, that alone, just your testimony and you being willing to share that with me is like, dude, that, that, that fulfills my heart. Like that gives me hope that what I'm doing might be actually working. And all I could ever ask for is to know that I touch someone's life and to like give them inspiration to be bigger and to be like the best they can be. And I, I don't see myself as any kind of hero. Um, I do believe that God put me in a position uh, with the trials of my life, especially in this last year with the twins and everything else to, to be a voice and a testimony of his work and to show people that, you know, whether you're spiritual or not, your energy is contagious, whether you're a negative person or a self-serving person, um, or you go out and decide to be a selfless person that goes out and does everything for the greater good and for everyone around you, that determines how your life is going to go. Um, and David, David really nails that on the head in our episode. But I just, I mean, like truly, man, it, it, it like made my week and I've, I've been thriving off the energy that that poured into me when you sent me that text. And I know we've, we're planning on doing a podcast for a while, but I've, it, I mean, it's been married, I've been marinating on it and it's not out of, um, you know, vanity or anything like that. I'm not like hyping myself up, but it's truly inspiring to see that like the power of people talking, having a conversation, being vulnerable, what you just said, being able to, to hop on a podcast on a public platform and share from your heart, like the changes that you're ready and willing to make to better your life for you, your wife, your future kids, bro, that that's inspirational, not just to me, but anybody else that's, that's listening to this. Oh yeah, definitely, man. I mean, there's, there's always room for improvement, no matter how good you are. And, and I'm, I'm still young enough. I'm only 25, but I've, I've gone through a lot of trials and tribulations throughout my life. And I, I'm looking at it as a bigger picture and knowing the fact that I need to improve in certain areas of my life for not only myself, but for everyone that I surround myself with. And I feel that if I do that, I can, I can be put in a situation that you're in where you're leading from a distance and you're making impacts in people's life. And I feel like I, I could also be doing that in a positive way. And just hearing all of the different testimonies that from the guys that you've had on your podcast and just listening to the stuff that you said, I was like, wow, it's very eye opening, and it just allows me to look at things in a whole different perspective. And you are going to do that, dude. I mean, just from what your, your, your willingness to, to seek the wisdom and, you know, the capabilities that it takes to be a leader, you are going to do it. And, and, you know, the sincerity I can hear in your voice when you say stuff like that, you, you are built to be a leader. Your, your drive to be greater is profound. And it's something that I wish we saw more of. Um, and ironically, I was probably about your age. Uh, I got, when I had got out of the military, uh, has settled down with my wife here. I don't, we hadn't bought a house or nothing like that yet, but I remember after going through, I mean, I went through a year and a half of, of applying for law enforcement agencies and had a couple job offers. And I was like, you know, hell bent on being a cop. I really just, I, and I, it's still, you know, it holds heavy on my heart. I've always wanted to do that because I believe that I was built to do a lot of my, my work in the darkness. I've always believed that I was supposed to be a light that was shined in places where not many are willing to go. But, you know, my life has been molded this way. Um, when I got into the electrical trade, it was weird. I just found this rhythm. I went from, you know, I, I'm not even ashamed to admit it. I was like this bodybuilding 
you know, total meathead wearing Jordans and, and flat built hats. And like, I was still like the same guy I am. I was just still raised hunting and fishing, but I was just kind of a D bag, honestly. Yeah, no, I get it. And I went through my phases and it was just like this overnight, overnight switch. And I would say I was probably 24, 25, maybe even 26. Um, dude, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what caused the switch, but I just kind of looked at the world around me and it was kind of like this, my whole, my whole intent changed. Like, I don't know if it's because I was around certain guys at work, but I looked around and I was like, it's time for me to kind of grow up and like become what I need to be. And like, sadly, I already had, you know, kids that were old enough to kind of, to see and understand things that were going on. I want to say I was a bad guy, but here I am now. Um, you know, I would like to think that I'm leaps, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of, of who I was then. And I was very self-serving at that point up until then. Um, you know, I talked about like bodybuilding, like I was always trying to go to the gym, always worried about how I looked, always worried about, you know, what kind of stuff I had. I was a, I, I believe I was a good dad. I've always loved my kids, but my intent for a lot of the things I did was for self, you know, self-fulfillment. Um, ironically, dude, it was like overnight. I, I threw away a lot of my, you know, my flat build hats. I, I sold my Jordans. I got like 15,000 bucks for them and ended up oh buying goodness. guns. I, I mean, it was like a shoe. It was a legitimate shoe collection. It was a stupid, you know, hobby I had as a, as a young man, but yeah, I ended up going and, you know, buying up a bunch of Carhartt, started working in, in the blue collar industry, uh, as an, as an electrical apprentice and, you know, bought guns and went back to my roots. And it was just like, after that, it was like full speed ahead, got, you know, dove nose deep into hunting, pick, went and bought a bow, started bow hunting. Like I had, I didn't start bow hunting until I think I was 20. I think, well, I was about 25. So it was about, it was about five years ago. Um, okay. so yeah, so you and I kind of have, well, you've been hunting for a while, but me, yeah. I'm, I'm still a greenhorn. I only, I started oh, hunting. Oh, really? Yeah. I started hunting when I was 20. I, I never had wow. anybody in my life to kind of show me the ropes or teach me how to hunt or anything about hunting. I mean, I fished and stuff like that, but I never actually did any sort of hunting. So I didn't, start officially until i was 20 so i'm i'm very new to the sport but i mean i've tried surrounding myself with people who have been around it for a while and like going with that this past hunting season i put my my bow down i didn't even hunt for myself but one weekend which was like opening weekend and then i filmed out at a with an outfitter and i just i was grateful for the opportunity because I was able to surround myself with great hunters, great guides, and they, they uh, transformed me as a hunter for the better. And my, my learning curve was just cut in half from everything that those guys have taught me because they've been so successful throughout their, their time hunting and their youth hunting that it just helped me in that much more become a better hunter. I, I feel like mentally become a better hunter. So that's I, awesome, just, dude. I remember, yeah, you were with, it was at Opal Butte, right? Yep. Opal Butte Outfitters is what it's called. Yeah, dude. I mean, and, and that's, and that alone is so, that's such a beautiful thing. And I, I preach this constantly um, because it's something that I think has gotten me where I am. But when you, you know, when you, you, you seek and strive enough to become great, you surround yourself with people that are twice the person or twice the hunter or, or twice the athlete, you know, whatever it is you're seeking to be, you yep. seek the people that are veterans and that are humbly working and have successfully got to where they are through, um, you know, through trial. And those people you're talking about, dude, you, you, you surround yourself with people that have worked to get there and that are willing to pass that on. And that's a beautiful thing. It comes full circle. Cause I mean, look, you know, you just talked about how grateful you are, where it's brought you, um, and the, and the passion that it's even, you know, um, it's it lit a fire in you to, to keep going even harder, right? Oh, 100%, man. Like, I mean, I'm so pumped for this season. I can't wait to hunt. And I feel like I, I'm going to have a successful season just because I've been surrounding myself with those people who are seasoned veterans and they know, they know the sport of hunting really well. And they've been, they've been teaching me. So like my buddy, Chad, he's taught me a whole bunch about predator hunting, uh, my friends at Opal Butte, I went a fall or spring bear hunting with another guy. His name's Ben, and he was successful, and he taught me a bunch. And then just with elk hunting this season, I, I feel like I'm an, another step ahead of the game, just preparing. I've been training a lot, like physically training my body, getting it in shape and ready to go. And 
just mentally visualizing success day in and day out, seeing myself shoot an elk, hitting it in the money spot. And I feel mentally I'm in a good spot right now. I know we still have about a month left or fall bear starts in 20 some odd days, but for elk, I got almost a month and a half left. And I feel like I'll, by that time, I'll be even more prepared and mentally prepared for success. And I, I, I'm, I do believe in in uh, visualization. Like if you if you can visualize something and continually visualize it, it'll it could come true. And oh, absolutely, I, bro! I, I just uh, I I feel like by doing that, it just it's going to help me prepare myself mentally to become successful when whenever I am faced with like any adversity or anything like that, and just being able to kind of hit it head on and and know what to do in certain situations or or whether I'm struggling with something physically mentally or anything I I feel like I I can get through that hurdle in life no matter the situation and that's that's 100% the truth visualization is a very powerful thing um you know, David and my buddy Tom talk about it and they do it in the form of meditation. Mm -hmm. Every morning those dudes get up, dude. And for David, he gets up and he goes and just sweats. He just, he detoxes his body. He goes hard and I don't know how he does it, but it's, it's a true testimony of, of grit and going through and, and battling it out with yourself and showing up every morning for yourself and, and getting rid of, of the toxicity and demons in your life. But visualization, that's, that's a, that's a practice of visualization is getting up and waking up with a goal, waking up with your intent for the day. And when it comes to hunting, I think that's where my breeding ground came from. Um, I, I was raised hunting, you know, from the age of like nine, 10, I started rifle hunting mule deer with, with my pops and my family, but I didn't start bow hunting. And when I got bow hunting, um, that that's when I took off running. There was just a different type of intensity and preparation that was required, um, on all levels. I mean, you had to be, you had to be hitting on all, on all cylinders to really be successful. And I got lucky my first year bow hunting and killed a nice branch bull, um, over East on the first morning I ever went. But after that, I kind of got lost in the sauce cause I got sucked into all the hype and all the BS crap that surrounds the hunting industry. But <laughs> about a year, about two years ago, I finally started pulling on like, dude, this, this is ridiculous. Like what happened to me? Why did I, why did I get, you know, so wrapped up in the stuff that I don't even enjoy it anymore. I'm just like buying all this cool crap, you know, hoping that it's going to make me better when really I should just be enjoying the time I have out here. You know, it's, it's a blessing to be able to get out and enjoy those experiences. Um, you make it about anything else and it starts to suck. And that's kind of goes back to what I was trying to, to say about, you know, life in general, when you start doing stuff for yourself, it becomes less enjoyable. It, it serves less of a purpose. I'm not out there to you know, do anything other than create memories with the people I love and, and the people I care about, whether it be my buddies, my family, my, my kids, my wife. Um, and hunting is such a raw and intense and truthful. I mean, hunting does not lie. Mother nature gives you everything that she has and does not hold back. If there is not any other incentive to get out in hunting, it's to teach you that, that life's going to beat you up as, as much or more than you can handle. And you have to just keep getting back up every single day with the intent that you're going to overcome. Yep. It, and it, it's just, it'll chew you up and spit you out just like that. That's, and that's why, the, I mean, and I, I truly believe that's why hunting success is so low with archery. Not only does it take, you know, um, you know, a high level of skill and proficiency and knowledge, uh, communication, uh, not to mention just, you know, your weapons proficiency, but it requires a true amount of grit and persistency. Um, and I like to say perseverance more than I do persistency because you can be persistently crappy at something. Um, that just means you just don't stop, which that is a good, you know, it's a good trait to have, but when you, when you persevere, you're adapting, you're constantly evolving. And that's, there's a difference in that. And when you can persevere, you're overcoming mentally, physically, and spiritually at the same time. Um, and I think that's just, that's one of the greatest lessons I learned from bow hunting, but Dude, I'm, I'm super juiced for this year. I, I didn't get to hunt last year because of my twins, um, being born in August and they were in the NICU for a while, but I'm, I, dude, I, I'm kind of like you right now where I'm not like, I'm not like amped up. Like I can't stop thinking about anything but elk, but I'm visualizing, like I'm preparing myself. I'm, I'm praying a lot. I'm just getting my body. Like I've been training harder than I have in the last four years of my life lately. And I know you're a big Andy Frisella fan. I've been doing 75 hard. Um, yeah, man. I just started, I just started doing the mountain tough thing, which dude, it's 
the the craziest part about that physical training is it's more of a mental battle than it is a, a, an actual physical battle. That's like, exactly it, the same thing with me with this 75 hard program. Uh, so I did it in the last, well, sorry to interrupt you, but I did it in the last, after hunting season last year and I got through it, but then I kind of just fell back into like a deep, I, it's not like a depression or anything like that, but I kind of just fell off the deep end again. And, and then with all this COVID and all that stuff going on, I ended up gaining the weight back that I had originally lost. And so then I found myself in a place. I was like, you know what? I, I need to do something. So on June 1st, I was like, you know what? This is it. No more, no more excuses, nothing. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going full on. And now I'm over halfway through the program. And it, it's not so much that it's, it's so physically demanding on my body. It's more mentally and I'm development, developing myself mentally that it's just going to make me that much stronger as a person, as a husband, as a friend, as hopefully a father someday. And I feel like I'll be able to take that with me and into future issues that I come up with in life and, and just kind of carry it throughout the, throughout my life. It does. I mean, it translates when you, when you train your body to overcome, it trains your mind to do the same thing and they go hand in hand. Um, you know, I think a lot of people get addicted to fitness because they see results, yep. uh, but you hit, everyone hits a plateau. And then when you hit that plateau is when people start to get complacent. Um, you know, like you said, that's not abnormal, dude. A lot of people get in and they hit the gym hard and they see results in like the first three months. And then it just kind of, they get stagnant. They don't push any harder anymore. They, they got those, the, the results and then it's like, okay, cool. And then they kind of slack back off. I mean, I do that. Um, and it, and it's, that's why I think I, I, I talked about it, about David so much as his discipline to get up every single morning. And I mean, Tom Tomlo, I don't know if you follow him yet, rub some dirt on that dude is a savage dude. He gets up every morning, does yoga, meditates, gets his mind and spirit aligned and he goes out and just wrecks it. I mean, and the dude trains like seven days a week. And not only that, he's running a CrossFit gym. He's programming fitness programs for a bunch of clients and he's running like, I think two other businesses. And I like, look at that stuff. And I mean, even a dude like Andy Frisella, the dude is a savage. Like it's not so much that he's like this, this beast of a warrior physically, but you listen to his words and everything that he's accomplishing. And he is like a, I mean, he's a tycoon, he's a force mm -hmm. and he's not a sellout. He's not some big money market scheme, you know, scumbag. Like the dude is out speaking truth that is blistering the world with, with, with a heat wave. I mean, he's coming out just saying stuff. I mean, one of his podcast ep episodes got banned and ripped down because he started talking about stuff that was real. Yeah. It was and, the, the, your truth, my truth and yep. the truth or something. Yeah. Dude, dude, that podcast was straight fire. I mean, I he, he laid everything out on the line and because he did it so well, they, I, I feel like they reported him and they were trying to ban that because he damn near hit the the nail right on the head with everything that he was saying in that podcast. I couldn't believe it. I've been living by that podcast. Like I, 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 you're, I wake up every day and, and with the stuff, especially in light of right now, I constantly am talking about your truth, my truth and the truth. Yep. Um, and everything he said in that podcast, dude, I mean, he, he got me fired up. And when I think about that, I mean, that's the ultimate goal, right? When you can have wisdom and knowledge and life experience that you can go out and share with the world, like there's a difference, a difference between being like a motivational speaker and truly being a disciple. And I wouldn't necessarily chalk Andy for up as a disciple, but the dude is doing work that not many can do. He has a voice and a platform that he's using for the greater good. And it's not for his, you know, his, his self gain, but it's more so because he wants to see change. He wants to, he, he gets fired up seeing people look at him and go, dude, I can be better than what I am. It's kind of the same mm -hmm. thing. Like what we talked about, he's, he does what I aspire to do. You know, I probably on a much smaller scale, I don't know that I'll ever be able to devote my life to it. But when you see people like that, dude, I mean, he, I, I love that guy. I think he's, I think he's a great example of, of, of a, of a leader. Oh, definitely. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Cause so in like 75 hard, I mean, from what I understand that program is just, I mean, 75, 75 days straight, you have a diet and you train every single day. Yep. Uh, is there like other stipulations to it? What, what's the, what do you have to do? So on a, on a daily basis for 75 straight days, you have to drink a gallon of water. You have to read 10 pages. You have to do two workout, two 45 minute workouts. One of them has to be outside, no matter the conditions, rain, snow, tornado. One of them has to be outside and then a progress picture every day. So, and I've, 
when I originally started it, I was kind of like, eh, the, the other things, I mean, it's not such a big deal. Oh, oh yeah, you're taking a picture, oh, big deal, whatever. And then I was like, and then I listened to some of his podcasts and I was like, I mean, I was doing it, but then it didn't really resonate with me that well because I was like, it's such a small thing. And then it finally clicked. I was like, dude, that's that's exactly what the program is designed to do to make mm-hmm. you realize how small something could be and how much of an impact it can actually have on your life and anything you do in life. I mean, you you have to take the everything with a grain of salt and realize what what kind of impact that'll actually have on your life. So, I mean, I doing going through the 75 hard for a second time it's i've have i have a completely different perspective on things the first time i felt like i was doing it more for just to show people that i could do it and get through it but this time it's like it's it's been more me i i need the i need the self development i need mental gain and i need to hit this hit this program in a way that'll that'll completely transform me mentally and i feel like it's doing it's doing that this go around and i haven't been like last time i would post about it on a daily basis hey okay i got done this done and not till recently when i got to the halfway point did i ever talk really talk about it or post anything about it and i feel like that's benefited me in a way that i'm completely transforming my mind i'm transforming my body in a positive way i'm seeing results and now that i'm seeing the results after being 30 some odd days in it's like man i i'm just i'm grip gritting my teeth even harder and just kind of getting down getting down james brown and getting with it and kind of hitting it at a completely different level and like initially i was just doing cardio and and trying to like lose lose the extra weight that i had gained but now i'm like div- or implementing strength training and stuff like that and i feel like i'm on a i'm on a whole nother level and i'm ready to kind of take on anything that i that comes before me and and it's hard i don't want i don't want to like try and pump my own tires or anything like that but uh i've been since like may i've been working I've been working 70 hours a week in in a five-day work week and still completing this program, busting my ass, getting through it. And I feel like that's just helping me even more mentally. And it, I, I'm definitely seeing the results physically and mentally, which is, which is benefit beneficial to me and my my wife, my wife started the program too recently. She's like, I, I, I see what you've been doing. I want to, I want to jump on it. I want to get with it too. And my wife's just grinding right now too. I mean, she's a nurse and she works graveyards. So she has to like, she'll get off work. She'll hit the gym. She'll go, then she'll go to bed, get up early. Well, early for her in a, in a, like, three, four in the afternoon, get workouts in before work and then work her, her graveyard, 12 hour graveyard shift and just keep hitting it. And, and she's doing just as good as I am right now, even though she's, I think 20, 20 days behind me or whatever, but it, it's benefiting both of us in a, in a way that I think will help not only ourselves, but our marriage. So it, I think it's very beneficial for anybody who wants to attempt it. Dude, I mean, and that's like, what a, what a testimony. I mean, you're talking about, I hope everybody listening to this, you hear this, this dude's working 70 hours a week and his wife's working 12 hour graveyard shifts as a nurse. And they're both making time during all this chaos to grind. Like, what's your excuse? When I hear stuff like that, I mean, I think about myself and, and often I'm challenging myself because I'm just exhausted. And I'm, I'm thinking about <clears throat> all the things that, that I, I face on a daily basis and how I'm focused on why I'm tired. But then the thing that always pushes me, dude, and it's something that's pushed me for like the last, you know, seven, eight years of my life is that there's always somebody with less doing more. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody with, with, you know, worse circumstances or less opportunity that's just grinding and they just don't even think about it anymore. They're just like doing what you said there. They unlock that next level of mm-hmm. clarity and their, their willpower has superseded their willingness to lose or their willingness to be mediocre. And what you're talking about, dude, I mean, you talk about wanting to set yourself up for success as a parent and stuff and, and through your marriage and as an employee, uh, as a hunter, all those things, bro, you're doing it right now. Your, your mental, your metaphysical, what like David talks about 
you're aligning your mind, body, and spirit to work in sync. You're not allowing yourself to be a victim to mediocrity and, uh, you know, just, uh, and, and compromising for no gain. Um, you know, there's a time to compromise and there's a time to sacrifice, but there, it's your intent is, is based upon, or excuse me, the results are based upon the intent. And I mean, dude, that, that, that's impressive. I mean, I shoot, I, I'm, I don't even mean to blast you for it, but I saw your, your progress picture, dude, that's impressive. Like that's, that's impressive. And <laughs> was that only, that's only 30 days in, uh, it was at the halfway point. I was at day 37 when I took that photo. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. That's consistency, dude. And I, and I think I remember seeing you post it the first time and I don't remember, uh, you know, seeing any progress pictures then, but just to see halfway, I mean, you can tell dude, like you're in it mentally now and it's putting you at a different level. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I mean, just being all in 100% into it, I feel, I just, I feel myself wanting more, wanting more. I, I, I not settling. I'm, I'm trying to improve, improve myself mentally even more. I mean, I'm, tr I, I'm reading all the, these books that are helping me mentally. I just finished a book recently. Uh, it was by David Goggins. Can't hurt me, man. Yep. That that book is so inspiring. And just the fact that he went through buds three or hell week three times. And I don't know if you've read the story or, or his book or not, but that dude's he's on a whole nother level mentally. And as I was reading, I was like, man, I just, I, I want to get better mentally because I, I've been a mental midget. I've made excuses. I've been that guy just like, oh, no, I, just excuse after excuse. And I feel like that that is going to go down the road with me in a negative way. And I, I can't have that for my my future family that I, that I plan to have at some point. And I, I need to make sure that I'm in a spot mentally where I can I can provide, I can teach i can raise raise a child i can be a, a loving husband and just all those things man i i, I want to better myself in a way that's just great for everybody i'm surrounding myself with absolutely man well you're on you're on the right track and one thing i you know i'll say this to you and anybody else who's listening but one thing i've learned myself um don't ever let that fire die because when you're physically tired, you know, when things in life happen, you know, for example, when the twins came about, obviously I wasn't able to train. Um, you know, my life got flipped upside down. I, I was, I was spiritually and mentally and physically just completely depleted. I was so scared and tired and I was hanging on by a thread, but the only thread that I had was a piece of unbreakable string to the Lord. Yep. And the, the power of prayer is real. The power of, of devoting your life to Christ and finding the strength and, and knowing that there is a King and that he is merciful and that you are forgiven for any sin that you may have caused. Uh, when you start aligning your life in, in a way that you're doing things for others and for the, you know, in selfless acts, you're doing things for the will of Christ to spread love, to, to be an impact, to be a leader, to be someone that can be counted on, um, there's that's a measurable strength right there and i i you're building the foundation for it right now because you're learning through it the reward and being consistent and showing up i mean that's one of the biggest things about being a father is just showing up be present love your dang kids no matter what they're gonna take you off they're gonna do stupid stuff just like you did as you were a kid um you know especially for me i got four boys it's chaos 24 7 <laughs> but dude i, I freaking love each and every one of them with like i i it, sometimes i seriously sit there and i I just like, I look up into the sky and I'm just like, how, how do I make more room in my heart? Like I have so much love for each of these kids and it's like how, how grateful I am to have that issue, <laughs> you know, like how to sit here and wonder how much, how I'm going to give more, you know, more time to each of my boys. I've got four. How do I love? I mean, I, there's only so many hours in a day. I don't even have enough time to love on, on all four of them enough. And what you're doing right now, you're, you're on a straight path full force into doing everything that you, you know, you strive to be. And, uh, I just, I think it's your testimony and your story, dude, I, that that's a great time because it's a, it's a time I think about my life that I'm very thankful for reaching, but I think it's something that a lot of people need to hear people in our generation. And then, and in this younger generation right now that are getting lost in, in the darkness, there's, we're living in a time of heavy, heavy spiritual warfare. Um, and everything that's been done in the dark is being brought to the light and it's ugly. Oh um, man. I mean, we, yeah. You can, it, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a scary time. We're watching people choose sides over, you know, false politics and, 
and lies and everything's built on the bed of sin right now. I mean, there's, there's hardly anything that you can say is positive in the world right now, other than the fact that God's doing his work and there's a light being shined on all the evil. And there will, there, I mean, there is a judgment coming and that's not for me to decide. I, I love everybody the same until it's time for me to defend those that are, that are in need of, uh, of care, whether it be my family or the elderly or children or women or, or the blameless. But we're watching people right now make lifelong decisions based on a temporary chaos. And that's a scary thing. So I think, you know, the harder you grind, you're going to be a leader in your community, wherever that be, uh, whether it be through social media or just the people around you at work, or like you said, dude, I mean, even having your wife on your team, getting her motivated, it's, it's cancerous. It's contagious. When you start moving, when you start sharing that energy, dude, whether it be good or bad, it's going to spread tenfold. And, and, and you want to be that branch that people can hang on to and, and feed off of that are also going to extend that branch to somebody else. Yeah, definitely. And and like you, you've done that with me, like with your podcast alone, just kind of spiritually getting better. Because I mean, I've always been around, I, I was raised in a Christian family and stuff like that. And I would attend church and there was there was times where I'd kind of fade away and then I'd come back, fade away, come back. And at this at like a point in my life right now, I feel like I was I was fading away again. And now I'm kind of I'm trying to steer my way back back towards that spiritual life where I mean, I've I've been really bad about like going to and attending church and stuff like that. But just like mentally getting myself to where I'm like I'm praying again on a daily basis and just like. I, I thank God for every day that he's provided me with. And I just ask him to keep giving me the strength that I need to get through each and every day and, and just being with me as I, as I continue to try and progress in a positive way and, and just thanking him each and every day for all the blessings that I've received throughout my years of life. And, and just knowing that there's still a lot to come. And, and he, he, I, I always like, I tell my wife this all the time and other people that I surround myself with, God's got a plan. He's, he's got a plan bigger than, than what my plan is. So if things don't work out, I don't, I don't get too down. Yeah. I could get bummed a little bit, but it's like, it, it was, it must not have been part of God's plan. He's got a bigger and greater plan for me. And I, I'm just trying to kind of start working my way back towards that and, and being a better person and whatnot. So I feel like it, yeah. it's slowly getting better. I mean, it, I still got a lot of demons in the closet and stuff like that that I'm dealing with personally, but I feel like I'm I'm heading in the right direction and working towards that. So, oh yeah, brother, you are, and and you're always, those demons are always going to be there. You know, unfortunately, one thing that I always, um, you know, will testify is that as a Christian, the closer that you you cling to God, the closer you are with Christ personally. Um, the more you pray the more intent you have with him, the harder those demons cling to your back and they will, they will do everything in their willpower to distract you, to deceive you, to break you down physically, mentally. I mean, at, at every angle, they, it never stops. And you think about pastors, pastors deal with it the worst, man. Those dudes are constantly in under spiritual warfare. They're, they're constantly being tormented and distracted and, you think about the things that they face while trying to do the work of God. It, it, it's proof that, you know, the more that you cling to the light is the more the darkness tries to keep you down. But, you know, you want to talk about a mindset, you get that David Goggins mindset, you become unbreakable and you have to do that spiritually as well. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. It, you just kind of have to put it, bring everything full circle together. I mean, you can't just be, have the strength of one area and not the other. You kind of just got to have to bring it all back together and, and develop yourself as a whole and not just little pieces of the pie. It's all got to mm -hmm. be there spiritually, mentally, physically, everything has to kind of just work together in, in order to reach your full potential. Like, like some of them books or like the way David Goggins says in his book, you just got to, you have to be there all around and not just mm -hmm. partially there. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, just to break back to the physical training aspect, I've been doing that a little bit lately. I started doing that mountain tough program, dude. And I, I've been training for a long time. Um, I've done a lot of bodybuilding, powerlifting and Olympic lifting in my days uh, of training, but, um, never have I done something that was so mentally taxing. I did one tonight. I actually kind of wrote it just cause I've been having to work out out of my garage, which alone is, is a mental task. I don't have a gym. I don't have an atmosphere to train, but I create an atmosphere for me to get better. And 
I'm using nothing but a 70 pound sandbag, a 50 pound dumbbell and my coolers. Um, and then I got some bands and stuff, but I did one tonight, dude. And I, I was doing five rounds for time. Um, just using some weight, getting the heart rate up. And my goal was to get shorter time. Dude, I went, ended up going from like three minutes and 50 seconds, the first round to the last, uh, the last two rounds, I got it down. And, and this was only with like a minute break in between. And it, it was a mental grind, dude. I was literally dying. I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. I ended up getting down to like two minutes and 53 seconds on the last two rounds. And I was like mind blown when I looked at my watch. Cause it's, it, that goes to show you how much grit you can, you can pull out when you need to. Um, and rewiring your brain and your body to align to overcome stuff. I mean, the physical training is a great way to do it. Oh, 100%. Um, I couldn't agree more. It's humbling. It's humbling. And it, and it gives you real, it gives you real world instant results. And not to say that you get instant results from the fitness, but you see the outcome when you push yourself like that of how much further you can go when you really, really put your mind to it. Yep. Yep. Um, definitely. Like there's been some times with me where when I've been training and I'm, I'm not a runner, by no means I, I despise running it's it's the, it's like one of my worst workout routines that I go through but I've really just kind of put myself in a different mental state where I'm like don't stop you're not stopping you're not quitting I don't care don't stop it doesn't matter how hard it hurts or how bad it hurts you keep going keep going keep going and finally I'm like I get to the end of, end of a workout and it's like all right I'm there I'm done and it just it's instantly satisfying because you're just in a completely different mindset and and just knowing that you succeeded with something so small of just not quitting it it helps you mentally feel like you're in a completely different level from like the people who are surrounded with you i mean you i i could say that other people do that you could do that easily probably what i did but just the fact that i i mentally putting myself in that situation and overcoming the obstacle with it and just knowing that man mentally i'm 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 getting there i'm 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 chiseling away i'm i'm sculpting it sculpting it the way god wanted it to be yeah and it's it's you're just got you just got to show up uh-huh. and it's you know one thing that I, david goggins said that i actually i love um was when he said he, he had that video where he said, ain't no grave going to hold me down. And that's like, I think, and of course that's like one of my favorite Johnny cash songs, but <laughs> I was like, dude, I think about that often. You know, there's two, th- there's three things that I would say. I think about when I wake up in the morning, I always wake up with the, with the mindset. And I say it out loud after prayer. I said, your will before my own. Um, just to always be aware of what am I doing things for myself and my own gain? Or am I doing it for the betterment of those I love and the people that I'm, I'm supposed to reach? Um, but I also think about when things get tough and I'm having a rough day, I think back to stuff like what David Goggins says about there is no grave that's going to hold my body down. You know, my spirit's got to overcome the flesh mm-hmm. in, in all facets. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly tired, dude. And you'll find that out when you have kids, there's, there's things that are going to be added to your life as you get older. Um, whether it be the stress of work or, you know, whatever it never ends. And my dad's always told me that because he's somebody that I I completely look up to on every level. He's probably my biggest idol. Um, and he always tells me, I'm just, I always ask him like, when, when does it get to a point where like, there's no longer hard lessons, like where you don't have any more of that baggage. And he said, never, you know, my dad's 67 years old. And he, he tells me that, you know, you learn things and you look back and you realize things you could have done then, but those are also the same things that helped you progress to get where you are right now. Yep. And I have to be, that's hard as a parent to hear because there's things when you look back and you're like, he always says stuff like, oh, I should have done stuff different to him. I'm like, dude, I, I, I'm glad you did everything the exact way you did, because if it, you would have done anything different, I might not have been where I am. I might not have been able to do exactly what I'm doing right now. If it wasn't for every ounce of energy and every circumstance you put me through as a child. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I think that's the important aspect to know is that regret is a form of weakness because it's hoping that God would have worked in a different way. Well, that's not for you to decide your trials, your tribulations, your story is built the exact way it is. You know, unfortunately, sometimes that entails going through uh, very traumatic and, and dark times. But when you allow God to work through those dark times, that's when he shines the brightest. And that's when he really can speak to you. And there is a, uh, a profound power in making yourself vulnerable in those dark moments and really digging deep because when you when your spirit is weak everything else follows 
when you're physically weak, I wouldn't say everything else follows. When you're mentally weak, I wouldn't say everything else follows. But when you are spiritually weak, that is your anchor. That's your foundation. Everything else falls. Um, and that's an important aspect to, you know, as, as you're cruising through life. But I mean, dude, you, you're right on, you're right on track and your, your drive to become better. Um, it's just keep, you know, keep the fire stoked, dude. Every morning, wake up with that fire. Don't ever lose that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that's, what's going to be hard is just making sure I keep, keep with that and, and just try not to fall off the deep end again, like I have in the past and just kind of, like you said, keep that fire and, and that momentum going forward and using it on a day to day basis where I, where I have that hunger to just continue to better myself and improve myself as best as I can. And I feel like what's helped me a lot recently is just reading, reading. I, I haven't been a big reader throughout like schooling and stuff like that. I always disliked reading, but I feel like it's really helped me mentally the last couple months just reading books like i've read a couple books but or i read one book by uh jocko i read another one by by david goggins and i feel like both of those books have just helped me mentally and looking at things completely different in a different perspective yeah and reading is a powerful tool it really Um, is it really is there's some great there's some great literature i know you asked me about that victory frank old man's search for meaning i'm reading Uh, that one right now I'm a, book I'm over halfway life. through it. Yeah, it changed my life. Just the the way the perspective that that man had during one of the arguably one of the most horrific times in history. Uh, he talks about it almost like it was nothing. Like <laughs> I'm like, what? How you just you read some of this stuff and he talks about how horrific it was, but he was just like, yeah, but how? Why? Why was I going to break? You either survive or you don't. He had he was like the old school David Goggins dude. You know, he, yeah, there was just, you, you couldn't break him. He had a spirit that was it was just built different, and it's uh, it's it's awesome, dude. I, I one thing I hope you know too, dude, is you know when times get tough, one of the important things is we have as men as a community, it's brothers that we can lean on, people that we can call, people that we can reach out to, and just be vulnerable and say, dude, I'm having a hard time. Can you pray for me? Or, um you know, I'm feeling weak, dude. And I, I think there's nothing more humbling. I, I have no problem doing that because I've, I've found people that I can rely on that I truly look at as brothers. And so I hope, you know, dude, like I'm, I'm family to all those that are willing to, you know, to open their arms to me and even to those that aren't, but, um, you know, life ever gets tough. Dude, you have questions, you know, you can count on, on myself and a lot of these guys that I, I keep a circle with. They're all, they're all great men and they're absolute warriors and they all, we all look out for each other, dude. So don't ever hesitate to to reach out, you know, when times get tougher, you just need that little push. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate that. And one thing that really hit me on one of your previous podcasts is like you, you mentioned that you don't really hang out with people your own age. And I, and I kind of noticed I'm, I'm kind of following in, in line with that exact same situation. I surround myself with people who are older, who've, who've had experience, who've gone through things and trials and tribulations throughout their life. And they kind of just shed some wisdom on me and be like, all right, Hey, don't do it this way. You're going to screw up, do it this way. This is, this is the way you should be doing it. And I feel like that's also helped me because there for a while I was surrounding myself with the crowd. I mean, I'll, I'll still kind of hang out with them every now and again, but just a crowd that wasn't really weren't in a situation to where it would help improve me and develop me as a person. I was kind of just real stagnant and they weren't really doing much with their, with their lives and didn't really have the urge to do anything. So I feel like surrounding myself with these older, older guys who were like at Opal Butte and, and just knowing the things that they've gone through and it, it just, I think it's, that's even benefited me quite a bit, just mentally knowing that, Hey, these guys did, went through this, they got over it. Now look at the, look at their themselves and, and their lives now. And I, I could be in that same situation. I can, I can have my finances lined out that way. I could have a potential business lined out this, this way. I'll, I'd be able to hunt as much as they do stuff like that just knowing that surrounding yourself with good people and and you previously said this iron sharpens iron and if if you surround yourself with good people you're going to be a good person yourself so i I, i'm a firm believer in that and like reaching out to you and messaging you as much as i do i'll probably bug you sometimes but i feel like you have kind of 
been that iron that's been able to sharpen me and just kind of help me look at things in a different perspective and just I feel like that'll benefit me in the long run, just developing myself mentally, spiritually, physically, everything like that, the whole the whole nine yards. Yeah, I so that that truly humbles me, man. I do appreciate that. And what you said about that, um, you know, I, I, I you probably heard me say this on previous episodes too, because I feel like I say it a lot, but you you genuinely are the average of the five people you spend the most of your time with. And whether, you know, there's some people that just, you know, you have your good childhood friends, but at some point, and I it's not selfish do what it takes to become better. If that means cutting ties with people that don't have your best interest at heart, people that love you, people that care about you, they want to see you succeed. They want you to grow. They want to push you. They want to hold you accountable. Um, anyone that just wants you to be comfortable, that's toxic, man. You, you, you got to get, and unfortunately that's hard. I've had to make that, you know, make the, that choice quite a few times in my life. And one of the hard parts for me is I don't have a lot of friends. You know, when I, when I look around to my left and right at home, I have my family, which is all I could ever ask for. But when I look at like, the friends that I have, I can count them on one finger pretty much. Like I don't have friends local to me that I can get together with and just, and, and have conversations like this with. And this is where I do value social media because I've created such substantial relationships with such amazing men um, and women that are just phenomenal human beings doing the Lord's work, doing things that are, are so powerful and life-changing, not just for themselves, but for those around them. Um, and it, it's been an honor to be able to do this podcast. It's like meeting guys like yourself, people that really do feel each other. Um, and that's, and that's important. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really been a blessing, dude. And I, I just love being able to do, do this episode because I feel like it does give weight to the entire principle of why I started this and why I was pushed to do this. It was to be a voice. It was to, to, to create a platform for other people to share the power and being vulnerable and building a community based on principles of integrity and, and ethics and the moral high ground. And, um, you know, you speaking to that is, dude, it truly is humbling. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're, you're doing a great job with what it is you're doing right now. And i I can see it becoming something greater than what it currently is. I mean, you're doing you, like you, You've said you have big ideas, big pictures for this whole uh, podcast deal, everything you're doing with it. But I, I can see in your near future that I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be like in a at a point to where it's gonna impact multiple lives, like not only myself but everybody that you're touching. You, you're gonna impact a lot of lives i feel like and you're just doing god's work with your podcast right now and i feel like that's that's something great that's something i've prayed for forever brother i hope i hope that is the truth and by god's will i do believe it will too um ironically between this uh one of the next things that i have on my bucket list in my life which is a pretty short list believe it or not um, i feel like my life's already been so fulfilled but one thing that I aspire to do is, is also to, to get into prisons and minister to, uh, you know, trialed young men. Um, but mm -hmm. not just any age, I would love to speak to young men, but I'd also love to just speak to men that are troubled that have found redemption in Christ. You know, unfortunately, you know, we're all forgiven. Um, unfortunately we're all born into sinful flesh, but that's something to me that I think would be very rewarding for myself. I know my dad's done it and he talks about it and there's something that you come out changed when you see, um, uh, a spirit of a man that was once so tainted that's been revived. Uh, and that, that would give me some fuel to, to last. That's, that's, those are the types of things that we're asked to do. When we, when you read the Bible about apostle Paul, the things and the extent that he, he went through to, to minister and to share the truth and, and the wisdom of Christ, it's, it's profound and there's no reason that should stop now. Um, and that's what this podcast is intended to be, whether it be, um, through doing some episodes, whether it evolves into something different, I just have to remind myself to constantly pray and, you know, not make it about myself. And I believe it will do God's work. And you'll, uh, dude, you'll be, you'll be uh, pretty, pretty happy to, to hear some of the upcoming guests I got. I mean, they're connections I've made through starting this thing that I'm just like, when I hear these people that are interested in getting involved, I'm like mind blown at, at these are just absolute power figures, dude, people that are in the world doing real world stuff that is, is mind blowing. I mean, these are people I might, you know, I say in the, in the intro about unsung heroes of modern society. These are people that are literally, you may, you will never have heard of their name, but they are genuinely out there doing, 
the absolute most with no seek for attention, no platform, no intentions other than to be a light to the world. And when I heard, when I heard a couple of these stories, there's like three or four guests that I've got lined up that dude, I, I, I know if you, you will appreciate it and it will get you fired up. It'll put you on that next level of, of motivation for sure. Oh man, I'm pumped. I can't wait. So anyways, brother, well, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to chat with you, dude. Um, I, it's, it's been so awesome getting to, to build this, this friendship over this last year or so. And I look forward to where it takes it from here on. And, uh, just as much as, you know, I might've put fuel in your tank, you definitely refueled with mine. And it's, it's always motivating and inspiring to hear people that just find that groove and they just start grinding and, you know, not making excuses and loving those that are, that are around them. So, um, I, I truly do appreciate you, but, uh, why don't you, uh, I'll, I'll leave it off with you kind of letting everyone know, uh, where they can find you and follow along as you, uh, kind of build your brand too. So I mainly just on, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. I don't really do much on Facebook, although I have Instagram and Facebook connected. So if I make a post on Instagram, it'll be, it'll go onto Facebook as well. And that's just at EO boys, spelled with a Z and we have a YouTube channel as well. And we have a podcast, the EO boys podcast. And that's pretty much the only places you can find me. I have a personal account, but I don't really use that much. I mean, I'll, I'll post photos on there occasionally, but I'm, I'm mainly on the EO boys account trying to build that up and go from there. So it, it's slowly growing. It's it, that's a grind in itself, but it's, it's fun. I, I'm enjoying the journey and I like the slow growth that it's, that we've been getting the last couple of years. So I, I don't want to pay sponsored ads or anything like that. I just, I want it to grow organically. Cause it, I mean, it'll be more meaningful in the end when people truly come to me and be like, Oh, Hey, you, you guys do this and that. I was like, yeah, that, yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I I've sold some hats back home and I mean, there's, there's a bunch of people back home that are wearing the hats now and rocking them. And I'll, I'll be kind of just, or like I've gone through the grocery store and I've seen somebody with a hat on and I don't even know who they are. And I'm like, dude, I, that's awesome. <laughs> dude, I love it. So, I'm proud of you, man. That's awesome. That's, you know, authenticity is the best policy, especially when it comes to social media. So, so keep that up for sure. But I mean, I, th there's some stuff on social media where I'm, I'm a little over the edge on some things. I, I've, uh, I've got a little bit of a potty mouth that I've tried to work on, but I, I just try and, I just try and keep it raw and real, man. I don't, I don't be, I don't like beating around the bush with, with things. I don't like being fake or nothing. I, I want it to be raw, real and authentic as possible. So if, if you guys like stuff that's raw and real and, and true emotion, get, give our page a look and you'll see how, how raw things can really be with everything outdoors. Yeah, I think, so. I think alone, anybody that's just willing to see a testimony of someone who's willing to, to grow, um, there's some motivation for you right there to go check it out and follow along as he not only grows as a man and husband and, you know, eventually a father, but a hunter, a photographer and everything else. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and check them out at EO boys. And, uh, this wraps up this episode of the coalition initiative. So until next time, everyone work hard, love harder and keep the faith.